My name is John Knocklinger. I'm one of the co-hosts of Divorce Happy Hour and one of the co-owners of New Jersey Divorce Solutions, Private Knocklinger. Today, we're going to go behind episode number three, an episode we recorded many, many months ago. It was a whole episode about cohabitation and alimony. And uh, that episode was really comprehensive. We talked about cohabitation quite a bit. We actually had a second episode on cohabitation, too, because cohabitation is one of those uh, issues that comes up quite frequently um, in um, in our practice. So um, anyway, I want to talk to you guys about what you have to prove when you're dealing with cohabitation. And, you know, just getting into court sometimes can be very difficult um, when you're dealing with cohabitation. Proving your case is one thing altogether, but we operate on a system of you have to prove what's called a prima facie case. Prima facie means if everything you say is correct, you're entitled to some relief. But usually that's before there's actually been evidence provided and a judge has made a decision on whether or not there's some, uh, the allegations are credible or whether or not there's some uh, understanding of whether or not you're entitled to the relief. So because of that, you have to start from the position of, is there a prima facie case? And to do that, you have to have certain amount of evidence. Um, that at least the judge will have some kind of, um, I don't know, understanding that there might be cohabitation happening. Usually what you need is, um, well, I'll I'll tell you the, the most direct way to do it is to get a private investigator involved. Private investigators in New Jersey, um, are frequently called upon to look into cohabitation. It probably used to be the fact that, uh, you know, these private investigators were um, used quite frequently to discover whether or not someone was having an affair. Um, However, whether or not you're having an affair is completely irrelevant in today's world, at least as far as the law is concerned when you're getting a divorce. Um, I guess unless you have a prenuptial agreement that has some kind of uh, fidelity clause where you know if someone has an affair, they don't get anything, which I, by the way, I think is is against public policy, at least in New Jersey. Um, you, we go back to this cohabitation um, issue and what the private investigators are doing is they're trying to assess how serious a relationship is. Because really at its core, Cohabitation is meant, uh, this whole issue of cohabitation alimony, cohabitation is meant to get um, between somebody doing an in round of continuing to get alimony but just not getting married, but living a life that is like being married. Because if you get married, your alimony terminates, unless your agreement specifically says it doesn't, which is very rare. But if your agreement is silent, then alimony will terminate when you get remarried. Well, what's a way to sort of get around that? You just live with somebody and don't get married. Um, Which, you know, people will play that game for a variety of reasons. For example, let's say that you've got a a limited duration alimony award. So you're only going to get alimony for, let's say, 10 years. And you're five years in and you're in a very serious relationship with somebody. And you've decided, listen, I can just wait five more years because I'm getting alimony. 
and uh, I don't want it to stop. So you, you know, you try to have this relationship with, you know, your new, let's, I'll stereotype, let's say you're a, a woman and you've got a new relationship with this man and you sort of skirt that line of, of how serious your relationship is. Maybe you even have separate residences. Maybe, you, maybe you're living together. Um, those are the situations where cohabitation starts to happen. And it really happens from the standpoint of how serious is the relationship? Is there some kind of um, codependency happening? Um, and are you, you know, are you commingling your uh, lives to such an extent that it's like being married? You're just not married. So um, this goes back to how do you prove it? Well, what private investigators are going to do is they're going to stake out the house uh, wherever your um, your ex is staying, and they're going to look to see how often you're they're there. So how often is your ex-wife at the new boyfriend's house? And they're just going to assess by way of pictures and direct um, evidence of their observations of how often you're there. And based upon that, you're going to be able to decide um, or judge can be able to decide, is there at least a prima facie case that you are, that, that your ex-spouse is serious with um, this new boyfriend? Now, I will tell you right now, I've seen just about everything. I've seen people provide evidence that someone stayed over there for, you know, five or six nights in a row, and that's been sufficient. I've seen other judges think that, you know, plenty of evidence that you're, um, you know, that you've been staying there for much, much longer is not enough. Um, but I've seen everything in between. But how do you prove cohabitation? That's usually where you start. Now, in addition to the private investigator, other things, other pieces of evidence that are particularly effective are um, social media posts. Social media posts are the best evidence because people share their entire lives on social media. It has gotten a little out of control. I'm guilty of it personally, um, but it's gotten completely out of control. So people will put where they go on vacation, who they're on vacation with, where they're going to dinner. So what ends up happening is you, uh, you know, you, you sort of prove <laughs> the point that you're in this murder-like relationship with somebody. So usually between social media, between, um, you know, evidence of affidavits of people that just see you out in the community. I will tell you on social media, sometimes people um, screw up and they actually call like their boyfriend or girlfriend, their spouse, their husband or wife. Um, and they mean it in a very, you know, just loving sense, but they, they say it, you know, accidentally. And that's pretty good evidence too. Um, and then you've got the private investigator and the private investigator I find to be very effective because if you can get a private investigator, a third party to get, basically provide evidence that over a two, three, four week period that, um, you know, that your ex spouse is living at someone else's house, that might, that, that certainly does not mean that there's cohabitation under the law such that alimony is going to be terminated or modified, but it could be enough 
for at least the judge to open the door so that you can get a little bit more information and see whether what's going on over there. So, so the bottom line is if you suspect cohabitation, the first thing that I would tell you to do is to hire a private investigator and just see how often they're staying together, how often they're, um, you know, how often your ex-spouse is actually staying at the new boyfriend's house or how often the new boyfriend's staying at your ex-spouse's house. Cause that's also, that's the same thing. Um, I will say that cohabitation, uh, that, um, living in one residence is not, necessary to prove cohabitation um, but it's certainly really good evidence of it usually when people are trying to get around the law they keep two residences and try to be cute about it so yeah just keep that in mind but a private investigator is really the best place to start and um, there are a million private investigators around um, we happen to know several good ones in our office but you get yourself a good one um, it's gonna cost you a little bit of money um, not, nothing's free. It's going to cost you a little bit of money, but it's certainly better than your direct observations. Cause the last thing you want to do is start stalking your ex-spouse. Cause we know a lot of bad things can happen because of that. So get yourself a private investigator, get yourself somebody who's professional, who can write an affidavit explaining exactly what they've seen. Um, they usually take lots of pictures, pictures of cars and dates and times and all that good stuff. And then also um, just look at their social media accounts. If you don't have access to their social media accounts for whatever reason, find somebody you know who does and then you know start printing things up. And usually between those two things, um, if there is enough to open cohabitation, you'll find enough between those two items. Uh, because you're not going to have other things, in, you know, available. You're not going to have big records. Um, you're not going to have a lot of, you're not going to have, a, you know, rental agreements. You're not going to have direct evidence of who paid for vacations, who's going out to dinner. You're not going to have any of that stuff quite yet. Those are things you would get in discovery as part of the process when and if the judge agrees that you've proven enough that you can open the case. So the bottom line is what do you need to prove co to at least start the cohabitation process you need to just prove to a judge that there's at least some reasonable suspicion that your ex is is in this intense intimate relationship with somebody else that's marital like and usually private investigators social media are the two best ways to sort of prove that all right if you have any questions about cohabitation give our office a call 732-529-6937 please visit us on social media you can find us on facebook search nj divorce solutions you can find us on twitter at nj Law. you can find us on instagram at nj underscore divorce we're also on uh linkedin and please visit um our um youtube channel just go to youtube and search nj divorce solutions we have close to 100 videos of just about everything you can think of all right we'll see you next time for another episode of behind the episode